There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, folks, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back, everybody. We are happy to have you on the podcast, as always. And if you want to get a free email from Ryan and I, a newsletter, then you should run, not walk, over to degreefree.co forward slash newsletter. And once a week, we send out a newsletter with jobs, resources that we found, paid apprenticeships and degree-free news, and then also just cool stuff that Ryan and I have found that we think might be interesting to you. So you definitely want to get that newsletter. So go on over and sign up. Absolutely. And uh, let's get into today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about why you should separate your work and your job. Yeah. So this is a kind of a, this is going to be an interesting episode, I think, but basically the problem that we're trying to get across here is something that we see cropping up a lot, which is that a lot of us, if you went to a U.S. school, you were taught that your work and your job are the same thing. And what I mean by work is like your passion, your calling, your what you do in the world and your job are supposed to be the same thing. And the problem with believing this is that it puts employees in a very difficult position and it takes a lot of their power away from them. So this is something that we kind of want to draw out a little bit and provide solutions to. Yeah, definitely. Today, you know, we're going to be talking about basically your work and your job and why they're different, right? And and trying to talk about how tying up your work and purpose to your job is risky, right? It's just not a great thing to do. It, it definitely paints you into a corner with options, right? You feel like you lose a lot if you ever lose your job or if if every if ever things go south. Mm-hmm. And then also we're going to talk about how to protect yourself and kind of future proof anti-fragile yourself by separating your work, your purpose, your calling from your job. Um, even if you like your job and this is just a good exercise for people and something that we think can help people just, you know, make sure that they, they're, they're looking at their work and their jobs in an objective way. Cause it'll just help them if anything happens because life sometimes does. Yeah. So let's get into it. I guess, uh, why, how is your work different from your job? So your work is different from your job in that your work can be something that you do for the rest of your life, right? That has a lot more elements to it. A job is how you're getting paid currently. Sometimes you, your work, your purpose, um, sometimes you can use it at a job, but sometimes um, you don't. So for people who do use their life's work, their life's purpose at a job, it becomes, those two things become really closely intertwined. Um, you find this oftentimes, I think, with um, jobs where there's a lot of like meaning to them. Um, like teaching is a really good example where, you know, people will say my, my, my life's calling is teaching and that's great. But then they think that their job as a teacher specifically in a public school now is their life's work and calling. 
as opposed to the actual act of teaching, right? And I think that a really good way to use this as an example is to separate those two things, right? Because if you were to lose your job as a public school teacher, would you would your life's work and passion and calling still be teaching? Sure, right? And it's not a good idea for this person to tie their life's work and passion to their formal employment because then their employer can take it away from them at any given moment. And that's risky. Yeah, definitely. There, there are definitely, to go on with that example, there are definitely ways that you can teach people, whether it's children, adults, whatever, whomever, whoever. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. But I need to find a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Email us. <laughs> yeah. Contact, Email us and let us know. <laughs> yeah. Contact at degreefree.co, please. Uh, so, you know, you can still teach people, even if you lose your public school job, even if that is your calling, right? And so going down that road some more or different road, maybe forked, would be there is another teacher and they might think that it's their life's work to be a teacher, but really when with more digging, it's more that they like to work with kids. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can do, if your life's, if your life's work is to work with kids, you know, then you can do that and you can find that in a lot of areas with good fulfillment, with good money, right? It, so it gives you more options, but also it really just keeps you from being at the mercy of an employer because that's not really a good place to be. Um, just being at the mercy of a single employer. It just puts you at a, a lot of risk as the employee because there's really not much you can do if something, if they start to do something you don't like. Okay, so if you lose your, let's say, marketing job, and it's a job that you love, you should not feel like the whole world is caving in on you. And I'm not talking about basic needs. I'm not talking about you being worried because you're losing healthcare. I'm not talking about you being worried because you're losing your, you know, your retirement or other aspects of financial security. What I'm talking about is if you are losing aspects of financial security, you should not feel like you're also losing the ability to do your life's work, right? Because um, if you're, if you love marketing, because if you love your marketing job, because you're able to exercise creativity and affect change, right. And you're, and you're good at it and you feel, and you find meaning in that. And that's your life's work. Know, know that you can do that elsewhere. And an employer can't take that from you, even if they cut you loose. And so doing, and, and just knowing that those two things are separate from each other, it's just a way to protect yourself against life's eventualities. You need to break down what it is about your job, like what aspects of your actual work that you like that make you feel like you're utilizing skills that you have that make you feel fulfilled. You need to know what those things are so that you can break that away from whatever formal job that you're being paid for. Because you can take you can take your work with you anywhere, but you can't take your job with you anywhere. Right. And so this kind of leads into the second point, which is, is it the job that you love or is it the work that you love? And this is important because as we're talking about separating these two things, we need to be able to differentiate because the lines have gotten so blurred now. Um, and I, I think that this has a lot to do with college marketing, right? Because if your work is your job, is your purpose, you can sell 
credentials to get a job at a much higher price. So it's important for people to view these things as all one big ball so that they're willing to spend more in order to have access to it, right? Or for the promise of security or the promise of being able to do their life's work. Okay, I want to unpack that a little bit because you went fast there. And I think I understand what you're saying, but just to kind of break it down, or I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. Let me just walk this back a little bit. Sure. So what you're saying is, is that by saying that your job equals your work, and then due to then gatekeeping that with a credential from a college, they can make college more expensive? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, because if you believe that the only way for you to do your life's work is doing a specific job, and in order to get that specific job, you need to purchase a specific piece of paper, now that's a very expensive piece of paper, right? It, you People will pay whatever you ask for that piece of paper if that's the only way for them to do their life's work. I agree with you. Yeah. I was just very confused because you went through that very fast. Sorry. So I just thought, and I was like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm just thinking, man, if I'm confused, I think everybody else might be confused. And I, I mean, thanks, babe. I'm a co-host. I'm a co-host on this podcast too. <laughs> I was like, anyway, so, okay, no, that's good though. I, yeah. That, that I understand. Yeah. If you say, if you say to someone, your life's work is to, um, care for these dogs, right? If your life's work is to walk these dogs and then you say, but you can't walk the dogs unless you have this license. And you're like, well, shoot. I mean, I definitely want to do my life's work. And they're like, yeah, the only way you can do your life's work is if you have this job as a dog walker. But in order to apply for this job as a dog walker and get it, you have to have this piece of paper. And then your, your next question is going to be, oh my gosh, well, how much is the piece of paper? Right. And then you will pay whatever they ask because it's the only way for you as as far as they've told you and taught you to be able to do your life's work. Okay, so how do we separate these things then? How do we separate work from job? So, the best way to start is trying to figure out what elements of work you actually you actually love. Like what what is and and that's the question, right? Like what is your life's work? What's your life's purpose? What is it that you carry with you from job to job? Right. And so for some people, for, for a lot of people, it actually, at the end of the day, it's going to have very little to do with their actual job. It's probably going to have more to do with what they choose to do outside of their job, right? Like hobbies and interests and, um, activities that they do outside of work. But for, for some people, you know, the things that they get fulfillment out of doing for their work, um, they need to identify those aspects of it. So like, do you, a good example would be like somebody, if somebody cleans houses and they come in and they like the feeling of putting order to something and putting order to the chaos and then leaving something better than they found it, right? That's work. If they're employed by a specific service that has them cleaning homes, it's not the job that they love. It's the feeling that they get after they've righted the chaos and made something better, right? Um, a, another good example would be like uh, somebody who works in construction. I'm using visual examples because that's really, it's easier to understand. But like someone who works for a construction company who builds houses, they don't love their construction job. They love putting up the frame. They love seeing the roof go on. They love 
looking at the fact that at the end of the day, something is done and something is there that wasn't there before. Like they like the feeling of being tired at the end of the day because they put in a day's work and they know that they did well, right? It's that that gives them the satisfaction and their life's work is to build or to do, but it has nothing to do with the job other than that the job pays them to do the work at the moment. Right. And kind of provide, it can provide that that feeling it can provide it doesn't have to provide it but it just so happens that it does because they're they do the work for that job right exactly yeah yeah and so you're just trying to get at the root of what makes you fulfilled right we're trying to get at the root of what you think fulfillment is yeah like you you know you work you work at the ymca and at the end of the day, when you're dropping the kids off to their parents and you see the kids saying, oh, well, you know, Miss so-and-so taught me blah, 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 told me this today, blah, blah, blah. And the kids laughing and smiling and the parents thank you. And you get satisfaction out of knowing those parents know that that kid was safe with you and that they had, you know, they had a good day because they were with you and you get satisfaction out of caring for that child. That is not the job. The job is the wor- the work you would have gotten satisfaction out of either way, but you were just doing it because it's your job. And I think that it definitely stands to make a point here, which is at the end of this self-discovery road that you go on, it is okay if you decide that it is actually the job that fulfills you. It sometimes is. It sometimes is. And it might... Well, I don't... Well, I think, I'll just speak for myself. I think it's okay. I think it's okay whenever that, not just sometimes. I mean, I, I who am I to tell you how to feel? No, I right? mean, it sometimes is the job. That's what I mean. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I, mean it's sometimes okay to feel that. I mean, sometimes it is the job that does make right, you feel right, that right. way. I was just saying, who are you to tell people? No, 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 no. I would, I would never. It, I mean, sometimes like it's the environment and circumstance and the group of people you work with. Sometimes it is all of those things, right? Or, or none, but sometimes it is the job. Sometimes right, it is. Exactly. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. No, right? not at all. I mean, you just have to know that you've, if it is the job and you have to talk, tied your work or your fulfillment to it, then you're in a very risky situation in that if you ever lost that job, well, now you've tied your whole self meaning to it. You've tied work to it as we're using, as we're using today's episode. Mm -hmm. And that's it's exposing. Yeah. It's exposing. Mm -hmm. And again, this is just one of those things that if you want, if, if you're okay with it, that's one thing. But I think a lot for a lot of us, I know that that's not, I, I was not raised to look at work in that way. I was raised that your your job owns your work, right? As opposed to your work owns your job. And and what I mean by that Or is, that they could be separate. Yeah, or that they can be separate. Yeah, or they, or they can be separate. Yeah. And so I guess now a lot of us have conflated work and job as the same thing. Mm-hmm. Doing so, we've established, is a risky endeavor is risky. How do we de-risk that situation? How do we minimize that risk and take back power, you know, from our jobs, within our jobs, however you want to think about it? Okay. So great question. Um, so, so let's address the risk part first. So if you, if you are tying all of your emotion, all of your energy, um, to 
a job and an employer, they hold all of the power, right? They can cut your hours. They can cut your hours. They can cut your their, your pay. They can cut you. And now all of a sudden you don't have access to the work that makes you feel fulfilled. Um, so so essentially what you're going to do in order to minimize this risk is you were go- you were just going to separate those two things. Like don't give the employer the chance to own your work. Your work is something you own. Um, and, and that's by figuring out um, what elements of your job are your work as opposed to your job. Like what what is it that gives you that feeling of satisfaction? What is it that you like? What is it that you feel you're well utilized at, right? What What is it that you're able to do that makes you feel like you're making a difference or doing something that you're proud of? Okay, so I, I'll let me, let me take a stab at this one then just so I understand this. I'll use my personal life as an example. I'm a fireman professionally. I mean, I've been many things in my life, but fireman is one of those things. And so I like to run into burning buildings, I guess. Right. I mean, that's fun. Mm -hmm. Right. I like to ride in a fire truck with lights and sirens. That's fun. Right. And so, and I also like to help people. So are you, you're saying that we, we should separate these into buckets, basically into different categories and pick out which one is really at the, really at the forefront or really at the center of your work, of your fulfillment. Yeah. So for me, maybe it'd be like, okay, well, while fighting fires is nice, that's great. While riding in a fire truck, lights and sirens, that's fun. That's always a childhood dream. Okay, but maybe I like to help people at, at the beginning of it. And maybe I don't have to do, maybe I don't have to be a firefighter in order to help people. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So like, for, okay, but maybe I can do this podcast. Maybe this podcast makes me, I mean, you know, a lot of people listen to this podcast, right? I mean, we always, we always wish more people would listen to this podcast. Yeah. You know, tell your friends. Tell your friends, please. <laughs> and um, okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. right that's helping people we're helping people here yeah so maybe uh, from the teacher example that you used earlier okay so we separated it into a different bucket you like to teach mm-hmm. okay so maybe but maybe it's not just teaching kids or maybe it's not just teaching fourth grade math which you teach right now right maybe you can go teach at night school or maybe you speak a second language or maybe you can tutor people you know adults on your free time or but not on your free time, but or whatever, you know what I mean? As an, as a, is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You're trying to get to the root of what it is about the work that makes you, that, that makes you feel like you love it. Like you're trying to identify what your work is basically. And the reason you're trying to figure out what that is, is so you can extricate it from the job so that you in your mind know that this is the job and this is the work. And if the employer, because employers and employees are in a constant dance of power basically. Right. And so giving an employer a chokehold over your work and your job is is risky to you personally because it gives this employer the ability to at any point threaten to take that from you and you'll feel like you've lost everything because you let them put those two things into a ball and now you can't separate them right so what you're just trying to do is is just give yourself some insulation and protect yourself a little bit and you're saying like you know if the employer takes my job they don't take my work like my work is 
I'm helping people. My work is I'm teaching people. My work is I'm putting order to chaos. You know, my work is I'm caretaking, right? My work is I'm constructing. It doesn't matter, but the employer can't take that from you. So this is something that we'd have to do pretty deep personal work on basically like yeah. basically do a personal inventory of what lights you up, of what gets you going and why it is that you feel like the job that you have is also, you know, what fulfills you is also the work that you have as well. Mm -hmm. Cause everybody, everybody in the world's doing work in some way, right? Like everybody's doing something. Um, and so everybody has that unique experience that there is some work that everyone's doing, but not necessarily everyone has a job, right? Or not necessarily everyone is in a job where they're using their work in the world, right? Um, so it's just a it's just a really good idea to know what the difference is. And so this is just really okay. So what can we do right now in order to separate work from job? And it's basically. I guess what I'm getting from this conversation is that we can, a lot of what we can do here is a mental shift. It's really all inner, really. It's like, all in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're a teacher now and you love being a teacher because you like to teach people, if you figure it out, all right, there's no reason for you to stop teaching people if you don't want to stop, if you whatever for if you're fulfilled if you're getting paid enough money whatever it is you mm -hmm. have you know you have the summers off whatever but it de-risks the whole situation if you think about it mentally in a different way yeah like uh, i'll speak from personal experience but for me like i like to hear a problem that a business is having and then figure out what the solution to that problem is Right. Like that's my, that's my work right now outside of, outside of this podcast, you know, outside of this, that's what I do. I like doing that. Like that's my work is figuring out what the problem is and trying to figure out what a salute, what a creative solution to it is. I can do that anywhere. No company can take that from me. They can take my job from me, but at the end of the day, do I still have my work? Yeah, absolutely. I do. They can't, they can't touch that. It has nothing to do with them. Like through the job that I have, I get paid to do that, but they're, they have nothing to do with my work. And I guess where this would come into play is, and I'm thinking about a bunch of people really, and I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this can think of people in their own life. But when you do immediately lose your job or when you do all of a sudden, like say COVID happens, right? And then all of a sudden the COVID policies force the lockdowns and now complete industries are shut down. And we all know somebody that lost their job due to COVID mm -hmm. and some of those people, because they had their purpose, their work, their fulfillment tied to their jobs, you know, they had a really hard time with it. Right. And maybe if you're able to separate it, you can be, you can think about it more effectively. You can say, okay, well, this, this industry is down the drain. It's, I lost my job here. And say that you were in customer service or something like that. Like say you were a hotel concierge, which a lot of them did lose their jobs, mm -hmm. right? And it's okay. Maybe it's not the job that you liked. Maybe it was 
helping people and giving them direction. Maybe it was uh, being an expert in a, in a field and people coming to you for advice, right? Mm-hmm. And so you go and do something different. Similar. Similar, right? Yeah. In that, in that field. Maybe you are a concierge and you like to interface with people, so then you go and do something similar in that field. It just... I see what you're saying. It de-risks the situation and it allows you to bounce back quicker if things don't go your way, which things don't go your way. Because that's life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, It happens all go, the time. It happens all the time to everybody. Yeah. And I think that that's, yeah, you've addressed it really well. But basically the, the, two, the two ways that you can separate your work from your job is in your mind, you can sort what it is that is at the root of your job satisfaction. If you if you like your job or love your job, what is it that you get fulfillment of? It, it you know what what is it that's fulfilling to you from your job? So separate that out mentally, and then externally, you just just do a little bit of research about other jobs, fields, or industries that you could do and exercise that work in another job, and just keep that in the back of your mind you don't have to do anything with that information. It's just knowing and not feeling. um, It's just, it's just one way to know you have more options and not to feel like you're backed into a corner, not to feel like you got everything taken away from you because what you do when you do that is you give yourself, you're empowering yourself again um, to be able to find ways to do work, right? Your work, um, not through your job. And now you are no longer dependent on an employer because they can't take it from you anymore because you made sure they couldn't. Yeah. Awesome. Great stuff. Um, I think that's pretty much it yeah. for this week. Yeah. If you guys uh, have any questions or have any comments on, on this, uh, please let us know. Contact at degreefree.co. You can uh, shoot us an email. And if you guys wanted to support the podcast, the best way that you can do that is by leaving us an honest review wherever it is that you get your podcast. That would be great. And then if you want to get an email from Ryan and I, because why would you not, uh, you can run on over to degreefree.co forward slash newsletter and get our degree free weekly newsletter that has job ideas, resources, paid apprenticeships, degree free news and stuff that Ryan and I think is cool. So if you want to get that, just go on over, run, don't walk to degree free and forward slash newsletter and grab it. I think that's pretty much it, guys. Links to everything that we talked about are going to be in the show notes, degreefree.co slash podcast. Uh, Until next time, guys. Aloha.